Hi, it's Sally Wagner, and welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. And I'm very pleased to welcome our guest today, Cameron Cogswell. Cameron, welcome. Thank you so much, Sally. I'm really excited to be here. I love the background. First of all, I already feel like oh. my energy's <laughs> boosted up just looking at you. So it's really yeah. Nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of energizing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, good. So let me introduce you to our audience, and then we'll just have a nice conversation. How about Wonderful. that? Wonderful. Yeah, I love it. All right. So Cameron is a kinesiologist and holistic nutritionist with over 15 years of experience in the health and wellness field. Over that 15 year span, he found his fascination for personalized health optimization, sharing his expertise in multiple magazine features, podcasts, seminars, and speaking engagements to both small and large corporations and groups. This focus on personalized health optimization also caught the attention of the WNHL. Wow, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Where he worked as a nutritional consultant for the Buffalo Buttes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are amongst the 2,500 plus people he has personally helped. Again, Cameron, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, well, it sounds great when you read it out loud, but then you realize that I'm the one who wrote it. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. I, I, it fascinates me what you do. Yeah. And we yeah, were talking a little bit about that. So tell me how you got started on this path of kinesiology. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I find, and I've had this conversation many times, Sal, that anyone who tends to be in like these, these health scientists or, or even energy medicine or alternative medicines, although, you know, I even hate to say that they're alternative, but people tend to get into them because they've had a personal experience or they've had to overcome some kind of personal hurdle. Um, many people who become, um, you know, uh, naturopaths it's because they had to kind of heal themselves. The, the traditional medicine or doctors, and I never put them down, but it didn't work for them. So they turned somewhere else and then they, they really dive deep. And I mean, it's the same story for me. I played sports growing up. I played soccer. I played hockey. I dislocated my knee in high school. <clears throat> Back then, uh, our government used to cover physiotherapy. And although that sounds wonderful that you have that universal care, uh, it's never quite the same. I, and, and that's really a, too bad, but it's never quite the same when the government just, hey, here we're funding it. But that, that acute personal care is lost along the way. So I didn't have great care. So it happened again. And then it happened a third time. So I like, I'm a high school student who um, was on crutches for over one year. And I mean, doing that in high school builds some kind of personal resilience and stuff. And I just became fascinated with the idea that although the physiotherapy wasn't too great, um, I could heal myself. I could do these exercises and I could see my leg grow and the muscle build. And I was like, wow, you know, because after a year of crutches, uh, one of my, my legs was like a spaghetti noodle, right? Compared to the other, all the muscle atrophy. And it was just so fascinating that, okay, I can do these exercises. I can eat this way. And I, and I have this, this change actually manifesting in the body. And I became obsessed. So um, right after that, I actually went into school for architecture. Um, and again, then I worked for the government uh, for a short, short time. And I saw the inner workings um, and I was mapping for them, of course, in architecture. But, but I saw um, and I saw the resemblance of, of how they cared for, for buildings, for road structures, things like that in the same way that they did for physiotherapy. Here's the money. Uh, we'll get it done when it needs to be done, but there's no rush. Whereas a private company says, hey, let's finish this job. Let's get the money. Let's move on to the next one. Let's make sure it's good. Let's make our sure our reputation is, is airtight. And the government didn't seem to care. So after that experience with the government, 
I quit architecture. I went right into kinesiology. I loved it. I was engaged and I felt like this, I can apply this to me. Whereas architecture, okay, sure, maybe you can build your own house one day. But again, you have that, that connection, that personal connection with these kind of healing services, I guess. Um, and then I became um, you know, interested in nutrition when I did that. So after I graduated kinesiology, I went into holistic nutrition. And, and that's where I really like just found a love for this. And, and I guess in, in, in some ways, Sally, I almost like healed myself and, and the, the romantic side of nutrition um, I found and, and, and really just, just fell in love with it. But yeah, it's because I had some severe injuries and then not a great experience that I went into kind of healing myself. And then as I'm sure, you know, then when you start healing other people, I mean, it's just so rewarding. It's such a wonderful thing. So that's kind of my story and how I got into it. And I just love it still to this day. Yeah, that's fabulous. And I think it, you hit it right on the head. So many of us are drawn into our profession and our passion in life because we've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And and the system that we got into, whatever the system was, right, just wasn't adequate for yeah. our needs. And so, as you say, you healed yourself. And as you yeah. did that, now you're sharing that with others. That's yeah. a fabulous thing. No, thank you. And, and I think there's, there's also a point there, Sally, where, you know, people can also fall, fall victim to their own, um, like being their own hero. And, and, and people need to, and not necessarily that I'm giving life advice here, but I, I do find in this, this profession as well that there's certain, and, and let's use these um, men, for example, um, they're overweight. Let's just say as, as arbitrary example, there's a 50 year old guy who's overweight. He really takes charge of his life. He loses 30 pounds. And now he self identifies with that problem over and over. And I think that's something that I hazard people to, to although you want to be niche in your business, you do want to avoid that because then I see, and you've right. seen the Instagram as, Hey, I'm a 50 year old man who helps other busy 50 year old men lose weight. Hey, yeah. that's great, but don't keep healing yourself through other people over and over again, yeah. help everybody, you know? And, and so that's something I, I really try to stay out of. I don't just want to keep healing myself over and over through other people. I want to help mm -hmm. many, many, many people, but, um, but yeah, exactly. it is often that we get into these things because of our own troubles and we find a solution and we can't wait to tell everybody else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and then, oh my gosh, we're such evangelists, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> and people around us are like, just shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, it, you hit another important principle too, that, you know, sometimes we, we are so focused on, well, I did this and I got this result. So do it exactly the way I did it. And, yeah. and we become so niche. Uh, and, and the greater wisdom, I suppose, is to apply the same principles so that you broaden your ability to help people. I think so. And again, like there, there's certainly some value to being niche because I mean, you try to sell yeah. to everyone, you sell to no one. I yeah. understand, but, but I think you nailed there. It's like, Hey, that's a gift. You got a gift. You healed yourself. It doesn't mean you have to do that exact same thing with everyone else. There's mm -hmm. a gift in that healing that I think you can spread to other things and, and help yeah. more people. And that's sort of what the philosophy that I, I try to take to it at least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for people who may not quite understand, could you just give us the, the very high level overview of what kinesiology is all about? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, again, I, I became um, sort of fascinated with it because of the movement of the body, right? How our body moves and it manifests and things change and how muscles adapt to certain stresses. And I mean, it was just wonderful. But, but what I really took from it is the, the symptomatology side too. And that's really where I kind of niched down. 
Because the body's always telling us things. We just have to listen and we have to understand what it's saying. And, and that's not always easy, Sally. Right. Um, and, and there's certain examples that, that apply to many people. And I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm up in Northern Canada. I know you're in, in Florida there, um, but for a lot of the year, we're in this cold weather and people, let's just, you know, again, broad overview, but let's say someone has dry skin and they're like, well, why do I have it? They go on Google, they type it, or a neighbor says, oh, I took this for my dry skin, it worked. Then someone tries that exact thing. It doesn't work for them. And they sort of lose faith in the, in the natural practices or, or taking supplements or eating organic. They lose faith in it. Although that just, it wasn't quite it for them. So I, I became fascinated with the idea of, yes, the kinesiology kind of came first, but it kind of brought me to realize my body's always telling me something, whether it's an injury, whether it's a, a sign or a symptom, objective or subjective measurement, whether it's my skin, whether it's an ache and pain, that that means something, identifying what that means is, is certainly not always easy. There's not really a textbook for it, but the more and more you study it, um, you can narrow those things down. And, and I mean, I can give you a, a, a brief example here. Let's say the dry skin thing, um, because again, in Canada, a lot of people suffer from this in the winter. And, and let's just pick two things. Let's say that could be essential fatty acids. You're not taking enough, or maybe you're not taking enough vitamin D. Now, how do you know which one it is? Your neighbor said, hey, I took vitamin D and it works for me. Then you take it and it doesn't. So we say I have dry skin. That's a symptom of both. But there's maybe 10 other, and, and I'm only talking about, I, wanna, I always make this clear, I'm only talking about clinically proven symptoms. Okay, yeah. not what's on Google. These have been clinically studies. We understand that when we you know, take vitamin D out of someone's diet for six months, these things show up and they show up every time. So we know these exist. So let's say we look at, essential fatty acids and, and vitamin D. They both have dry skin, but under vitamin D, it all says cracked nails, insomnia, diarrhea. And it's like, oh yes, I have those, 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 I have all those. And under essential fatty acids, I only have the dry skin. Well, then it's most likely the vitamin D. So it's, it's a long process and it's a multivariable problem. And people don't like multivariable problems, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's really where, where my specialization comes in. It's really going through all of the data and, and discovering what all of those mean and then saying, yeah, let's pinpoint it for you. This is probably what it is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just by virtue of awareness too, then you start to recognize, oh, I'm paying attention to my body. Oh, I feel this. And you start to become in tune with your body. So the whole practice of, of looking at symptoms uh, is really quite rewarding. Yeah. And it, that's an important part too, to become mindful and start paying attention to those yeah. signals that our body is sending us. So we don't wait until we're about to head over the waterfalls, right? Yeah. And we can see that, you know, metaphorically speaking, right? You know, maybe the waters are starting to get a little bit faster and, you know, we hear the sound. And mm -hmm. so we can take some measures to prevent the extreme result right and, and that's where maybe nutrition would come in that's precisely it it's it's you know some of these symptoms are, are subclinical in the sense that yeah. okay my skin's a little bit dry but if i go for a blood test i'm i'm not in a deficient range where the doctor say whoa you you need it you could be but a lot of these symptoms yeah they're, they're sort of the warning signs so you start to become in tune with your body and then and then the wonderful healing romantic great part of it is now I start taking the, let's say vitamin D in that case. I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels better. Again, that awareness is like a celebration because now you know, oh my God, it got better. You start yeah. to feel good. It's a, it's a whole cycle of, 
understanding your body, listening to your body, feeding your body, feeling good. And it's a big cycle. And it's, it's so rewarding to, to understand those things. Again, like you said, before it gets to that really severe level where you are at the doctor's office saying, help me. I'm like, I'm in big trouble now, right. you know? Yeah. And, and I think, it, you know, maybe things are changing and yet I think there's still a lot of programming that we have that we ignore it. You know, we just yeah. keep going because we're supposed to be hard charging and we're supposed to be strong and, you know, not give in to little aches and pains. And yet those are the aches and pains that are the messages that we should yeah. be listening to. Yeah. And I, I, I do it too. I don't think there's anyone who, who doesn't do it. Says, oh, I got a little ache and pain. And, yeah. and I think there, there's a, a bit of a systemic issue as well. And, yeah. and I can only speak from personal experience. And again, I, I never want to um, bash the medical community. That's not what I'm about. Every piece of the puzzle has their part. But I think that's sort of what happened. The, the normalization of these everyday aches and pains, mm -hmm. everyday aches and pains, they call them that for a reason that yeah. it's normal. And and when you have these, let's say, subclinical deficiencies, like, oh, man, I've had this again, dry skin for so long. Oh, you know, my elbow hurts for long. You go to the doctor, they do a blood test. Well, again, it's, you're not in the battery. So they say, hey, everything's okay. And now you have this conundrum where it's like, okay, am I just crazy? Or, or is this truly normal? The doctor said I'm okay and I have this, so it must be normal. And, and that's really a disservice to the people. And that's where I, I feel like these sort of healing modalities and these more acute looks right into the individual, not blood tests, which, which can be useful, not a lab. Let's talk you and me. Let's really get down into you and how you live and all those minute details of how you're living in your lifestyle. And then we can unfold those little things that, that can make a big difference for some people. Yeah, because the, you know, when they do those measurements, they're based on the average or the quote normal. Well, you know, maybe I have different needs than what the average person. And yeah. so you are able to individualize it to each person according to their needs and what their body is telling them. I, I think if you really want to optimize your health, you have to personalize it. Yeah. You can go to the doctor and be a generally healthy person, but do you want to optimize? Do you want that great brain function, that great skin, the good muscle tone? You wake up feeling energetic. You're just living at an optimal level. Unfortunately, and again, in my experience, I don't think that's necessarily fostered within a doctor's office. You have to have that kind of one-on-one -on -one acute care where you go into the nutrition, the kinesiology, the movement, all of those things. And, and to sort of go back to, to the other part of like lab tests and things, they all have their place. They can all give us unique yeah. information. And I think it's just sort of silly to, to say, well, one test doesn't work or this doesn't work or symptomatology doesn't work or blood work doesn't work. They all work. It's just what you're looking for. And the best way I explain to people with, with nutrients, because that's sort of where I play, I play in like the nutrient field and discovering what do people really need? Like you said, I'm an individual. Sally might need more vitamin D than I need or, or, or maybe less because she lives in Florida and I live in Canada. Those yeah. things to the individual need to be recognized. And I think the best way to explain it for me with blood is it's, it's a really wonderful way to look at endogenous secretions, hormones, nutrients. So you know, my white blood cells, which, you know, if they're really high, I'm fighting an infection. So they're normal. I look at my blood, it went up. Okay. I know I'm fighting some sort of infection because my body produces these things. So any variation is, yeah, my body is adapting to something. Whereas 
consuming nutrients, consuming vitamins, consuming minerals that then go in the blood. Well, they're only in the blood to be transported somewhere. So I say it like this to people. You, you want um, to track your Amazon shipment. Let's say you're getting a vitamin D delivered. Well, it goes on the road. It goes into the, the veins or the arteries to be delivered. If the only measurement that we use for delivery is, well, the delivery truck was on the road, like the vitamin D was in your blood, it must be delivered. Well, maybe it got dropped off to your neighbor's house. Maybe it was damaged. Maybe it wasn't the correct item. I think the failure to communicate to people with, with have those communications and those interactions say, hey, are you suffering from these symptoms? Did you receive your package, Sally? Did it come on time? Were you happy with it? That's a big part of the equation. If we just said, well, your blood looks normal because the nutrients are in there. Well, did they get where they needed to go? And a blood test will never tell us that. So again, blood tests are great for certain things, but there needs to be some other approach we take to say, hey, why am I feeling this way? And it doesn't show up on a blood test. Yeah, uh, because you're right. That doesn't reflect how well it was absorbed. Mm -hmm. What was the yeah. absorption rate? What was the efficiency of the absorption? What was the quality? All of those kinds of things, yeah, right? And, exactly. And I think it, it also goes into personal accountability uh, because you, the things that you've been saying, it sounds to me like, you know, we, we can't just rely on, a doctor or a prescription and think we're done, right? We had, we need to take some accountability for ourselves and our own health. Yeah. And I mean, and a lot of people do um, re rely on the doctor again and, and to no fault of their own, but you know, my father's one of those people where he says, well, the doctor told me to take this pill. I take this pill. Well, that's it. That's I, it. I think and, that's kind of a generational thing. I, you know? I hate to say the baby boomer thing, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, um, you know I, I work with people of, of all ages and, um, and I love that aspect. But like you said, you sort of do see those generational differences. So I have clients as young as 13. I have some in their 60s. Uh, I've had some older. And there are certainly these generational differences, which I love and I find fascinating. But yes, there needs to be that personal accountability. And that's why sometimes a nutritionist or, or, or a healer or whatever modality comes in handy because it's also someone to say, hey, did you do this this week? We talked yeah. about, you know, and sometimes just that personal accountability and, and everyone, you know, responds differently to some people need a, a kick in the ass. Some people need a hug. Yeah. You know, everyone's motivated differently. And it's finding a person that that has your best interest at heart, but also understands how to work with you. And I think that's really important. And, and some doctors, uh, you know, let's be honest, the, the bedside manner just isn't there. Um, and, and, and I like that. I, I look for those deep conversations when I can get to, okay, what actually motivates Sally? What's going to help her stay the course of healing? Because healing can be a difficult journey for some people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, there's, there's, and sorry, there, because there's, there's times in the, in the healing journey. And I, I don't know if, if you've used ex experiences, but you know, you, you, you suffered from something. And I always say like dry skin, it's just an easy thing because a lot of people do, and you didn't have dry skin for years. And then, and then you start to heal or you do a detox and then your skin gets dry. You're like, Oh my God, this can't be good. And they quit. Yeah. But I yeah. always tell people, it's like, it's like spring cleaning with the windows closed. You're going to stir up some stuff. You're going to stir up mm -hmm. some stuff, open those windows, keep going through because maybe it's like, Hey, now you got to the root of it get it out, keep going, keep going. But, but it, it, it isn't always an easy journey to heal. And those things can come up again. Issues can come up. It's like, Hey, I didn't have this for five years. Now I'm healing and it's back. What the heck? But it's like, Hey, it's finally getting out of you. Cause some of these things can be stored. Some toxins can be scored, stored in the cerebral spinal fluid. They can stay into the body 
decades, decades, decades. So, so it can be a difficult journey. It it is. And and I think that gets to uh, the the distinction between, you know, are we just treating the symptom or are we really wanting to get to the cause? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the classic saying, right? Are are we getting to the root cause of this? And and if you don't understand the root cause, can you help? Can you be that helpful? And that's, that's not for me to say, but, you know, I always say whether you go again, and it's never, I always say this, it's always like a bashing dog. It's not that it's, you know, sometimes you go to the doctor or, or any kind of uh, practitioner and say, hey, why do I have this? And they say, I don't know. If you don't know, can you really help me with it? If you have no idea, like it's like, hey, I have a leaky basement. Yeah, I have no idea why it's happening. Yeah. If you don't know why it's happening and you give me a solution, is it just going to happen again? And and a lot of the times it does. Or a lot right. of times you stop taking the medication and you still have the problem. So if you don't understand the cause, how helpful can can you really be in finding a true uh, and, and long-term solution at least? Exactly. And, and I think it's uh, a, a systemic approach, right? Uh, because our, our illnesses are systemic and we need to treat them in a holistic way instead of just piecemeal with the symptom and that symptom. Yeah, well, we're holistic beings. And, and, yeah. and we know this just by virtue of when you start to do something good for yourself, you notice the trickle effect. And, and, oh, yeah. and this, is, this is, I guess, you know, going back to like your original question, this is part of why I became fascinated with it because... When I got into kinesiology, when I got into to working out or building my body, um, before you get the six pack, I start to feel better here. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's such a, like an aha moment where some people, they don't even notice that, you know, but again, it's when you're really in touch with your body, like, wow, you know, I actually feel better. I don't have muscles yet. That takes time. Yeah. I feel better. I'm a little more social. I'm a little more happy today. We are mm-hmm. holistic beings. You cannot improve one area of your life without affecting others and i think that's such a wonderful mechanism of the body you know it's like hey i improved my my workouts oh my god now i'm sleeping better oh wait my stress is lower and i was just looking for a six-pack you know and you get all these other wonderful benefits so yeah we're holistic beings and and i think that's just such a, a wonderful body mechanism yeah absolutely and and i think it making it part of the system of what we do every single day you know we're not just after the, the nice abs or the nice glutes or whatever it is you know we, we want to be healthy and fit and yeah. vibrant and and we want strength and stamina to do the things we're here to do in mm-hmm. life and it can sort of go both ways sally that you know, you can be feeling amazing because you're doing all these, because you're working out now, your, yeah. your cognitive function, you're a little sharper here. Mm-hmm. And then that, that acute awareness that we spoke of earlier, say, hey, hey, now I feel this. You're so in tune with your body. Or on the other hand, you thought you felt good before yeah. until you felt great. And it's like, oh, yes. oh, I could be feeling this good all the time. So yeah. I think that sort of, again, we, we, t- we kind of touched on earlier. It's like, that, that little t- in touch with your body um, does so many wonderful things for you. And it's not just symptoms. It's, it's just like the body's kind of alarm clock, the body's warning system, your security system. It's like, hey, ding, ding, ding. I- I'm, and sometimes the body's like screaming at you to do something. And it's like, okay, take a minute and, and listen to what your body's telling you. And when it's not quite normal, hey, that's, that's not quite normal. 
exactly yeah it's just we just need to listen <laughs> i think yeah and and, and listening is not just it's not as easy as just listening no it's not i, mean, I wish you just listen. i say it as if oh, it's easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah what was that again it's all oh, you know but it it, it it does sometimes take working with a professional to really yeah. narrow it down but but the virtue of being aware of your body that hey something isn't quite right that's the first step that's a wonderful thing and i tell people all the time hey you came to me because you felt something and you trusted yourself and you yeah. said this isn't quite normal i'm going to talk to somebody about it well there you go that's enough that's enough sometimes to get started and then you feel something else and then maybe i give you a little a little key to unlock something that's like oh oh that makes sense oh yeah you know last week I, and it's just it, it becomes fascinating mm -hmm. and the relationship we build with people doing this too is is really remarkable and that's where i like i i love that stuff i love yeah. that part of it yeah, absolutely. Saying, I mean, I work with people differently and, and yet seeing that transformation because when, I mean, you truly see a physical transformation and, and when I work with people coaching and mindset and things like that, I, they physically transform. I mean, they look different. They hold themselves different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, uh, an amazing um, privilege to be able to yeah. work with people in that way. And, and I, I always use the word like romantic and people find it funny, but there is something like romantic about it. And you, you do, you yeah. develop a relationship. I don't mean sexual. It's nothing like that no. at all. But, but there's something romantic about like, yeah, you healed yourself. But when you do it with other people and you see that transformation and Sally, like you nailed something so incredible there that you just said, it's like, they just stand up a little bit straighter. Like, yeah. isn't that feel like a, like a proud mom moment almost, yes. <laughs> you know, like I have it when, when you see that and it's like, there's there's my buddy though know, he's older than me it's like there's yeah, my guy yeah. he did, you know it's it's yeah. it's wonderful to see that that light come out of people whatever your healing modality is when you see that spark of light um it it's it's so rewarding and so worth it and i i just love it yeah absolutely i can tell <laughs> <laughs> i'm always happy you know <laughs> same here i mean it's such a joy to mm -hmm. do what i have the privilege of doing right yeah, uh, yeah that's right couple more questions for you mm -hmm. uh, in my coaching i use an acronym it's msg nothing to do with food <laughs> um, it stands for mindset skill set get off your asset because i think that really <laughs> encapsulates a lot of important principles yeah. so as you look at your life and your focus and how you serve people what overarching principle would you point to that you believe has contributed to your success? You know, what, what I make sure I, I do with every single person I talk to is make sure that they know that they're in charge. This is the most empowering thing. And some people don't want the steering wheel. They don't want to be in charge. But to some degree, you must be. And I tell people this all the time. And the very first time we meet, it's like, when you do your taxes at the end of the year, how does the government know who you work for? It's who paid you. I said, you're paying me for this. I work for you now. And a lot of people, I think, get this the wrong way. It's like, I'm the coach, I'm the boss. And it's like, no, 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 I'm working for you. What do we need to do? How can I help you? So I, I really, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the conversation, some people need that kick in the ass or some people want that hug. I, I get them to find what their emotional root is. And this is the, the I guess the overarching rule is the five whys. So I have people come to me and they say, I want to lose weight. Why? 
Oh, I'm not sure. No problem. Come back to me when you know why, because then you'll be ready. And then they come back to me and say, well, because um, I want to look better. Why do you want to look better? Oh, well, I want to look, uh, I, I want my clothes to fit. Why do you want your clothes to fit? I want to feel sexier. Why do you want I want to be intimate with my husband. Oh my God, now I can help you because now we have something. This is what you really want. And I think that is the key for a lot of people is, you know, I say the five whys, maybe it's four, maybe it's six for you, but really ask yourself why, why, why again, until you really get to the emotional root, what, what, what is the real reason for this? And it can be as simple as, you know, people eat junk food late at night. Why? Well, I'm hungry but why are you eating that food? And it can be, you can apply that, that logic, that five whys to so many different things and really get to the reason. I, I see the junk food late at night example because this is very common. And when most people do ask themselves why five times, they're not really eating it because they need it. They don't even really want it. They're filling some kind of void. And yeah. when you really accept that for yourself, and that's why I say, hey, I'm, I'm, I will help anyone. I will work with anyone, but I really want you to come back to me when you can answer that, because then you're also going to want to help yourself. And, and that's really the big principle. And I love using that with people. And I think they appreciate it as well. Mm -hmm. I, I have a version of that. I call it the infinite onion. Where yeah. <laughs> just keep peeling back the layers because there's yeah. always another question to ask. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you finally get to that core of what it is. Yeah. And, and sometimes people don't, don't want to know. They don't want no. to peel that onion. No, they don't. And that's part of the process too. I'm yeah. going to force you to peel it because once you peel it, then, then you get that pearl. Then you get the real, the real answer, the real yeah. healing. Yeah. yeah. There, there may be some tears involved. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why the onion's perfect. I might have yeah. to steal that, actually. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So last question, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, social media, I'm bigger on Instagram. That's where I check more. I'm not as, as active on Facebook, but Cameron Cogswell on, on Instagram. You know, the other thing um, I, I always tell on Instagram, my wife and I have this mission to just help as many people as we can. You can make a post on Instagram and, and it says, oh, do this, do this. And, and you get a hundred comments and, oh, that's so cool. But, but are people really being touched? And that's what we want to do. So, so every, um, every week or so, we give away free things, people, just out of the goodness of our heart. Maybe someone who need, needs organic groceries, we buy them for them. Maybe someone needs a gym membership because they can't afford it, we do it for them. So I'm, I'm active on Instagram and we do that. And we really try to connect with people and, and really touch people rather than just put words on a screen. I really try to touch people. So if I'm on Instagram, Cameron Cogswell, well, that's the easiest way. I respond to every message. I talk to everyone. I really do try to communicate well and, and, and get a personal connection with people on there if I can. I love that. It's it's not about how many contacts, right? It's how many connections we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have absolutely loved our conversation today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love this. Just the energy. Your energy is just exactly what I love. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Likewise. And I do appreciate that you made time to join me today. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to do it. Anytime I'd, I'd come back as well, Sally. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And everybody, make sure you check the show notes because all of this information will be there so you can get in touch with Cameron. And make sure you join us next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.